Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com Welcome to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach Christopher McCollum. Thank you to the spirit of Dick Warren, and thank you, my dear listener, for joining us again. My name is Christopher McCollum, Master Certified Coach, here each and every week bringing you my throat clearing, as well as uh, conversations with people out doing something interesting, exciting, pioneers in the coaching world. Uh, I've got an in-studio guest co-host today. That's right, an in-studio guest co-host. Your name, sir? Alex Terranova. Thanks for letting me be here with you. Alex Terranova is back with us. Now, you're a man of uh, how much experience in the coaching world? What sort of credentials do you have? Let's please establish some credibility. <laughs> sure. Uh, well, I have a pod- I also have a podcast. What? I think that makes me the most credible. Because There's another one? Get to know me. I'm a re- I, I always say if you have a podcast, you're a real boy. Um, I, uh, I just finished my first book. I'm working on my second book. I'm an ACC from the ICF. I'm a certified health coach. And I like to think of myself as a performance coach. I help people perform more, get more juice out of the lemon, whether it be in their personal or professional life. Why does it have to be a lemon? Also, let's talk. Oh, wait, let's go back a step. You like to think of yourself? I like to think of myself as 6'4", <laughs> but it's not working. Um, you know what? Yeah. It all starts in the mind, right? If we <laughs> think of ourselves one way, maybe you'd be 6'4". Manifestation. My friend Abraham told me all about it. Okay. Um, uh, what do you want? Uh, let's, let's, what are you working on? Let's, tell, let's talk real, the real real. What are you working on these days? In your uh, so, own life, in your own practice? What's up? To- well, I just started working on my second book which I'm really excited about. Right, but what are the books about? So my first book is called Fictional Authenticity. It's about the idea that when we were little kids, we created this idea of who we were as humans. And when we grew up, we thought that was authentic and real, but it was actually just a fictionalized story that we created. And so the book is about my journey of deconstructing that story and discovering who I really am and kind of a process of how you can do it too. And uh, that book is in the final stages of editing and my it will be out by september are you so excited is it like what's it like for you so i wasn't excited until the editor that i have who is a gift tells me every time that she goes through it that it's fantastic and that it's inspiring her um and now i'm really excited so you know i think the biggest thing was i had a breakthrough and oh my god i'm a good writer Wow! (laughs) i actually was reading the feedback that i was getting from her i was sitting on a plane i'm reading the feedback and i'm like whoa i wrote this and notice that it wasn't the edited pieces. Like the edited pieces are great too, but the parts that I was getting really excited about were the parts that were still in all black, not, you know, with the Microsoft Word editing comments. So, and, and have you, is this book available for people? Where can no, we find it? Uh, August, September, it'll be on Amazon. All right. I'm just going to sit here and wait till then. Um, <laughs> thanks. What are you dealing with in your, in your coaching practice? Anything? In my coaching practice, I, uh, I'm actually launching two new coaching groups. For the last four years, I have predominantly done individual one-on-one coaching. Mm-hmm. And that's been great. Um, but I was looking to, how do I support and help more people? A lot of the people that I seem to work with one-on-one don't have structures for accountability in their lives. They don't have the people to support them. They don't have the community that's on the same page. Right. This country was built on Lobid and John Wayne, right? <laughs> and, uh, you know, me one-on-one can is great for them, but it only provides so much. So one of the things I've thought is, well, if I can create some smaller communities and these people can learn to support each other, a lot of, you know, and taken from how you train people to coach, Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you trained me to coach one-on-one, it probably would have been a lot less effective than having the community and the team and the, the, the accountability and the communication. I think that was one of the most effective pieces of my coach training. Yeah, it's one thing when one person says you're a knucklehead. It's another thing when everyone says that. <laughs> no, I appreciate what you're saying uh, <coughs> in terms of growth growth and groups. I also love that you started uh, individually and are working out to groups because I know a lot of people that start with groups get their um, rear ends handed to them by an existing group, you know, where the hierarchies and the dynamics are already worked out. And then, the, and then they run for the woods and never approach a group again. So good job doing it developmentally and 
continued success and everything for you. Thanks. I did I, have a group that went like that yeah. early on, and I learned a lesson very quickly and decided to sure up my foundation before I went back in. Nice. Good job. Uh, let's find out how do people get a hold of you if they're interested in talking to you, working with you, or you know, just sending you checks. Yeah, easiest. <laughs> well, if you just want to send me a check, here's my address. Um, now, if you want to get a hold of me, uh, Alex at the dreammason.com or on Instagram, inspirational Alex. Great. Uh, we've got, uh, it's interesting because you're an ACC, kind of new in your career. What are you in, four, fourth year? This is my fourth year, yeah. yeah. And I'm a, an ancient, wise uh, sage of pioneer of coaching, not with a master certified coach credential and in my 27th year of coaching. Um, and we've got uh, guests like that today that sort of reflect us. We've got an MCC with a lot of experience and an ACC. And we're going to be talking about ADHD coaching. I would be remiss, though, if I didn't uh, talk about the big announcement that the ICF made this week. Did you hear about this? I did not. So uh, we're going to have them on the show. Magda Mook and Jean-François uh, uh, did, a, did a piece, with, uh, a webinar, I want to call it. Yeah, hold on. I have to find the name because I'm not prepared as I should be. Uh, leading the Future of Coaching. And there's a slide deck and you can volunteer and there's a recording of the May 10th and May 13th webinars. Uh, essentially, they announced a whole new future for the ICF and a lot of rolled out things, things that have been needed in our um profession for a while, but it's interesting because I think there's some controversy over whether or not these things should be coming from the ICF. For example, a think tank of coaching. Brilliant idea, but is the ICF the one place where everybody goes to credential and like that? The place for it? Well, they think it is. And um, so we're going to invite uh, Jean-François and uh, Magda Mook on to the show and we'll talk more about that and give them a little challenge and find out more about that. So check it out. If you haven't already, go to the International Coach Federation at coachfederation.org and uh, find out more about Leading the Future of Coaching is the name of the ICF webinar. Also upcoming, the CAM Conference, Conversation Among Masters Conference is happening next week in Baltimore. If you are not attending or but would like more information, go to conversation, singular, among masters, plural, dot com. That's conversationamongmasters.com. Uh, also, upcoming the ACTO, Association of Coach Training Organizations Conference in June in Victoria. This is all all about diversity and bringing diversity and inclusion into coach training. You definitely want to, if you're interested in that topic at all or interested in the future of coaching uh, from a place of diversity, you're absolutely welcome to uh, to check that conference out. There are still registrations. And in both things, both CAM and the ACTO conference this year are live streaming as an option. So if you want to sit in the comfort of your home, hovel, or your mom's basement, go ahead and participate. You can do it that way. All right. Uh, any other announcements, Mr. Terranova? You didn't touch on the ICF conference in Prague, did you? Oh, I did not. Oh. Thanks. Do you want to talk about that? Uh, there, I don't know the dates for it off the top of my head, but uh, I know you missed it because one of our good, a couple of our good friends are going to be speaking at it. That's right. October uh, 23rd through the 25th, I believe, in Prague. Uh, an extraordinary opportunity to go to Prague. I've never been. Have you? I have not Brent. I have not been. I am going. I already got my tickets. I'm flying over there in the front of the plane. I'm very excited. So I'm available to be guested by someone if someone would like to buy me a, <laughs> a ticket. Plus one. And, and you know, I'm really good at carrying bags and lifting them into overhead compartments. Yeah, very so good. I can be useful and provide right. value. Once again, inspirational Alex. Um, is there another Instagram for that? <laughs> Banking Alex? Sorry. Let's get to our guests. We're delighted to welcome back to our uh, microphones uh, one of the preeminent experts in the world of uh, coaching, specifically ADHD coaching. Some of you know him from his uh, recent article in the Volume 16, Number 3 edition of Choice Magazine, where um, he brought new... uh, new information about neurology and and uh, talks about how we as coaches can strengthen our clients' brains. David Gewerk is an MCC, an MCAC, and a leader in the field of coaching in the ADHD world. Do you know anything about that, Alex? Only a little because a friend has kind of dove into it a little bit, but no, I'm dive. actually really, I'm really curious. Dive, dive, dive in. <laughs> I'm actually really curious because it, in my experience, it would seem like something you wouldn't coach. So I'm curious how you do coach it. 
Well, he's a longtime uh, friend of ours and, and friend of the show. He's also the founder and president of the ADD Coach Academy, that ADDCA, the first and largest comprehensive ADHD coach training program fully accredited by the ICF and PAAC, the governing bodies of the life coaching and ADHD coaching professions. Please welcome back to our microphones, David Gewerk. David, am I saying your name properly? Oh, Chris, you always say it right. <laughs> and and you know, I'm just sitting over here envisioning myself being six foot four. <laughs> Indeed. And, and wondering how wonderful that would be. And Alex, if I if I was going to Prague, I'd definitely have you carry my bags, but I'm not. This so is, I, this I, is going I, so well so far. I apologize. <laughs> I appreciate that you were listening. So few of our I guests. I was. Too. I was and I loved I love I love the premise of your book because uh, ADHD coaching has a lot to do with that because they grow up, a lot of people with ADHD grow up with a broken story mm. of how they're broken and they need to change that into one of surviving into thriving. And uh, it's very possible with coaching to do that. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, mine was a broken story, not from ADHD, but I you know, maybe if they diagnosed then I would know that I have or don't have ADHD. <laughs> right. Um, Let's talk about about the broad spectrum. I know you've been with us uh, several times and talked about yeah. this, but I'm going to I feel like every time our listeners are sort of starting at the beginning or some people are. Yeah. Why is it important for life coaches or executive coaches to know about ADHD and and the specific skills that ADHD coaches develop and utilize? Well, um, first of all, it's very important because um, it's understanding the brain. You know, we're, we're moving into a world where we still know a lot more about it than we did. And ADHD is a bioneurological challenge, which means it affects our biology and affects our neurology. And um, understanding the ADHD brain helps us understand, I hate this word, the neurotypical brain, the, the, those people that don't have ADHD. And, uh, you know, we know more about the, uh, if you look at the brain, the metaphor of the brain as an engine, we know more about the engine in the hood of our car than we do the one in our heads. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's, it's critically important to understand how our brains function. And the ADHD brain functions very differently than the, uh, than the neurotypical brain. And without that understanding, um, a person that doesn't have that education of understanding, for example, what interest can do to the brain. Uh, what emotional regulation can do to brain, what emotional intelligence can do. But I just can go down a list of all these basic skills that uh, a life coach uh, might have. But without the understanding, for example, um, if you don't understand specific situations that a person with ADHD is in and you make the assumption, well, this is very simple. This is very easy Mm -hmm. to do. Mm -hmm. And you try to coach that person around that you can do a lot of damage. And, and that's what was happening for years. Uh, and the life coaching profession has become very supportive of ADHD because they realize when they try to coach people without understanding this unique brain wiring, that's what we refer to it. You know, we have uh, 100 billion neurons in our brain, not morons, neurons. I hope I'm not. <laughs> well, and, not, uh, not Alex, but the rest of us. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, that's right. And um, so the neurons, these are the, the, the chemical factories that make all the neurochemicals in our brain. And each one of those is connected to a pathway that communicates, but they're connected to 10 or 15,000 pathways. So, you know, think about it. 100 billion times 10 to 15,000. I'm not very good at math, but I know that's trillions. (laughs) It's a lot. And it's a lot. And um, we grow up in a world that, that tells us these are the standardized ways that you have to learn. These are the standardized ways that you have to do your work in the in the workplace environment. And those ways don't work for a person with ADHD. Um, and the harder they try to perform in those areas, what research has shown us, the more the part of the brain that controls the ability to prioritize, to organize, just to be able to pay attention, which is called the prefrontal cortex, will actually shut down. Uh, we, there's a nine-year research study that showed people that didn't have ADHD were able to pay attention to things that were boring and monotone. They had that neurological ability to shift out of something interesting into something that was more mundane. Whereas people with ADHD, when they're highly interested in something and their brain is stimulated and you try to get them shift out of it, you've just created World War Three. They'll get very angry because neurologically it's painful to shift 
from a, a interesting subject to a boring subject. Now that's just one thing. I'll give you one other quick example. Um, and it actually happens in a lot of relationships. So a lot of people with ADHD, because they haven't learned how to internalize language, how to um, you know, think thoughts, uh, compose thoughts in their head, and maybe put them on paper, are verbal processors. I'm a verbal processor, but it took me many years to internalize language so I could compose. And actually, Alex, I wrote a book, but I, I wrote a book using voice-activated software. Wow. Because I couldn't get the ideas out of my head fast enough. That's called cognitive hyperactivity. And people with ADHD spontaneously can have an idea or a thought, and they are bombarded with thoughts. And when they try to capture them on a computer they can get very overwhelmed, very anxious, and they can actually shut down. And so as a verbal processor, uh, a husband and wife can be, you know, just newly married. And uh, one of the spouses may not have ADHD, but the other one does. And they might say, you know, honey, for my honeymoon, um, I've got all the tickets set for us to go to Hawaii. And the husband says, well, you know, this time of year, France is really beautiful. And I'd love to go there. But meanwhile, she's bought the tickets She's got the whole thing arranged, and she thinks that her husband wants to go to France, and she has to change all the tickets, and she's freaking out. And so a simple thing like the wife asking her husband, honey, are you verbally processing out loud, or are you changing your mind? Now, it sounds so simple, but can you imagine uh, couples or families with their kids who have verbal processors and they talk about plans that they've made or things that they've done. And the, and the, the kid is just processing their response to what they're going to do. And it's assumed that they are changing their mind and they want to do something else. It's a very simple thing. You know, being able to capture all the thoughts in our head with what we call assistive technology today is amazing. Uh, when I was in college, it could have taken me 10, 12 hours to write a two-page paper. You know, now I can do it in 30 minutes using voice-activated software. It's how I wrote a book. That's how I wrote the article for Choice Magazine. Um, to me, it was a minor miracle. And so these are just three things. The other thing is um, that uh, the Diagnostic Statistical Manual, I don't like to use therapeutic terms because we're in the coaching profession, but I have to bring some science in it. When uh, we get people who either are diagnosed or undiagnosed, and some take medications and some don't. And one of the things that's so important because uh, they are not educated by the psychiatrist or the family practitioner, and they're not educated by a lot of the therapists because in 91% of the medical schools, nothing is taught about ADHD. Mm -hmm. So in essence, the ADHD coaches, so, the, so the, the doc may prescribe medication, the therapist may work with cognitive distortions or uh, terrible belief systems, and then we get them. They and they, they don't know how to navigate the world, so we help them navigate. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, this is... This is super interesting. And for me, especially like I'm thinking about me and how I grew up diagnosed with learning disabilities at a young age mm -hmm. and how I processed mm -hmm. information or didn't and how to create workarounds. And one of the things that, you know, as a coach who's in, you know, within my first five years, there's a lot of still learning happening for me, right? Like yes. Christopher knows everything yes. and I'm still, you know, figuring a lot out. And I think one of the things that comes well, up. Well, Christopher does know everything. Did <laughs> you know you. that, Alex? Yeah, Thank well. you. You guys are both welcome back anytime. <laughs> and, uh, I think one of the things for young coaches that comes that I see come up a lot as somebody who's mentored coaches, you know, younger than me, and, and I mean younger in terms of their longevity as a coach, is who we can and can't coach, right? Yes. Like we, yes. one of the things that, you know, is, is, was first put in my space is like, hey, there's things like depression, anxiety, um, eating disorders, that those are therapeutic issues, um, things that are diagnosable. And yes. I think they're, what I'm really curious about here is how do we distinguish between ADHD, learning disabilities, and those things like anxiety, eating disorders, depression? Like where as a, as a new coach or as a coach who isn't, hadn't had, hasn't had familiarity with these things, how do we draw the line and know where it's okay versus saying it's actually not okay for me to coach in this area? Yeah, well, it's a great question. And first of all, you should know that when a person has a diagnosis of ADHD with a specialist who understands how to diagnose it, there is a 68 to 75 percent chance that they have what's called a co-occurring condition, 
learning disabilities, anxiety disorders, depression, all these things co-occur with ADHD in, uh, in a majority of cases. So when you find ADHD, and generally one of the ways to identify ADHD and things like depression cross over into it. Anxiety, anxiety may be one of the biggest causes of ADHD because of the stress to perform in a world uh, that doesn't accept uh, different ways of performing. And so one of the ways, Alex, to find out is um, all people at some point, when you, do, when you define the major challenges of ADHD, which are inattention, impulsivity, and high hyperactivity, cognitively and physically, uh, physical being, you know, restlessness and cognitive being that bombardment of thoughts, every human being at one point or another uh, is challenged by those things. But it, the, 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 the duration of time that it lasts is infrequent. With ADHD, it impairs quality of life. So if I don't have ADHD, I might not be able to pay attention, you know, to a boring teacher for maybe 25, 10 minutes. But eventually I'll realize it and I'll be able to tune in with a person with ADHD. If they're bored or it's mundane or monotone, or they're not allowed to, you know, get involved, their brain will completely shut down. If they're under pressure with a deadline for something that they're not really clear on the instructions because they haven't asked, or they don't have the skill set for it, their brain will shut down. If they, so a person in the workplace environment usually will not get fired for being late, but they will get fired for losing their temper for anger issues. And with ADHD, because um, there's such a, a hypersensitivity to language, to words, to a look that a person may give you, um, that one of the biggest challenges of ADHD is impulsivity. And, and the best way to think of impulsivity is thinking of the pause button of the brain, the ability to pause, to pay attention to what you're paying attention to in the moment and challenge it. So, um, and, and the way we learn to do that, and it's not taught in schools and it's not taught in a lot of coaching programs is everything that starts in the invisible realm of your mind shows up in neurochemicals in your body. We always feel the after effect of any thought that we have, whether it's negative or positive so that create neurochemicals. So one of the ways, Alex, as you can very uh, easily hear, if a person is unable to shift out of a negative story and negative belief, and they haven't learned uh, the skill of emotional intelligence, which is that ability to pause and pay attention and identify the emotion in the moment, and that is a consistent problem, uh, then you, you need to send them to an ADHD coach because a good ADHD coach isn't even going to coach them Initially, if they see that these um, impairments, because that's the only thing we can call them at that point, we like to call them challenges, but they're more than challenges when your ability to pay attention uh, to people in front of you is, you know, impaired, your ability to regulate is impaired. This is a big issue. And so you'll see that and feel it. And there's also a very simple assessment you can use called the ASRS, Adult Self-Rating Scale. It's a six uh, question. It's run by the World Health Organization. You can give that to a person. And if they score a certain score, the likelihood that they have ADHD is high. So what I'm getting in short is it's it's the same thing. If it continues to come up and come up and come up, there yes. might be uh, another resource that would work better. Yes, yes, Alex. And if they can't shift. So, so what we find with a lot of people with ADHD that I've been working for, once they identify the story and the aha button goes off, a very high percentage of them are able to move on. And then, then we have to help them understand how did their ADHD show up? What were the situations? But most importantly, what's so important to uh, identify in, in people with ADHD is their strengths. Because they've been paying attention to what they can't do for so long, they don't know what they can do. And with ADHD coaching, we have four different kinds of strengths we look at. Performance strengths, character strengths, and you'll appreciate this one, Alex, that's related to learning disabilities is processing modalities. David, In the school I'm, system, yeah, go ahead. I'm so go sorry ahead. to interrupt. We're about to lose our lose you because our time is coming to an end. I want to let people know Ooh. that to find out more, they should go uh, find oh. out about the ADD Coach Academy, which is at addca.com. Um, yeah. 
And you're also, the book is Permission to Proceed, The Keys to Creating a Life of Passion, Purpose, and Possibility for Adults with ADHD. David, is there something in our last 10 seconds together you want to leave us with today, a parting thought or a parting shot? I just want to make the point that um, having ADHD does not mean you're broken. It It means you have a unique brain wiring. And when you understand that brain wiring, you can do wonderful things. But you need to work with, uh, as Alex pointed out, a well-trained, certified ADHD coach from an accredited program that's trained in the understanding of the brain and how to integrate that, uh, that knowledge with the coaching competencies. And when you can do that, great things can happen. And for people who are interested in coach training around working with the ADHD community, of course, check out David's school, ADDCA. That's ADDCoachAcademy.com, ADDCA.com. Also, um, check out David's uh, article, Positive Pathways, Volume 16, Number 3, Choice Magazine, Magazine of Professional Coaching. David, thank you so much. And you're an extraordinary leader, and we're delighted to have you with us today. And thank you so much, and thank you for all your support and all the work you do. I I, I appreciate it, so does everyone else. If you heard that sound, you probably are eligible for insurance from Navy Mutual. Insuring the men and women of the Navy, Marines, and Coast Guard. Here's what one policyholder, retired Navy Commander Thomas Dade, had to say. Navy Mutual is the best insurance decision I ever made. I wish you had a savings plan available that earned the rates my Navy Mutual insurance has been earning. Navy Mutual Aid Association, started by military members in 1879, serves active, reserve, and retired military today. Navy Mutual honors our military by providing them affordable life insurance with the features they need without fine print, sales fees, or military service restrictions. Value, integrity, trust, and stability are the cornerstones on which our commitment to you and your loved ones are built. Call Navy Mutual at 1-800-628-6011 or NavyMutual.org for your personal life insurance plan consultation. 1-800-628-6011 or NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, insuring those who serve. Hi, this is Rob Barnett, CEO and founder of VinVillage.com and the Wine and Dine Show on VinVillage Radio. Do you have a wine, event, product, or service to promote? Then contact VinVillage.com to reach thousands of wine lovers across the country. VinVillage connects like-minded wine enthusiasts with unique and exclusive wines, events, products, and services. To learn more, contact us on VinVillage.com. VinVillage is where wine lovers connect. Want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the Coaches Training Program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. Gotham Books presents Marriage Rules by Harriet Lerner. The book Martha Beck calls required reading for anyone hoping to interact successfully with any other human, not just for those in romantic relationships. Get your copy wherever books and ebooks are sold and visit HarrietLearner.com to learn how to change your marriage today. Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com Welcome back to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach Christopher McCullough. 
Thank you, Dick Warren. This is, uh, we're just going to adjust things here. First of all, my dear listener, we've got in studio today Alex Terranova, an ACC coach, a coach who is uh, both a certified health coach, but uh, you can find out more about him and his podcast at thedreammason.com or by going to Instagram, Inspirational Alex. Say hello so they know you're real. I am real. Great. Also, uh, our first guest in the previous segment was David Gewerk. He's a master certified ADHD coach at MCAC. What'd you learn, man? That I'm not broken, first of all. <laughs> um, <laughs> you no, you know, I think that it, what I, because I always associated ADHD just like any of these other things mm-hmm. that like, hey, that's not for me to coach. So I think that, you know, some, I think some new coaches think, well, anxiety is not for me to coach, but everyone has anxiety yes. to some degree. And I think it's the same as that as we actually have to look at it as an individual basis and go, hey, does this show up every time? And if it doesn't show up every time, it's probably okay to coach and we can probably work on it. But if it continues to show up over and over and get in the space, it's likely the thing that's in the way of whatever these people want and we're not the person maybe to – maybe maybe we're not the best person to support the person in it. Beautifully said. And I think that um, the the notion that there's this whole field of ADHD coaching that I know nothing about is actually useful to know because you know sometimes we're working with a client and we're like, I don't know why this isn't working. I also appreciated knowing about co-occurring things like if you have ADHD especially if it's either undiagnosed or even if it's diagnosed it likely leads to anxiety that makes sense in the 2 plus 2 equals 4 world right <laughs> well and, and the uh, ASRS that you could actually give I remember when I first started coaching I had a client say to me I think I might be depressed mm. and so you know my sirens went off right. I, and I'm paranoid because I'm just starting to coach and <laughs> we can't talk anymore yeah. right and and luckily my mom is a therapist and my mom the first thing I oh, asked her I said hey do you have any yeah I said what would you do next? And she said, hey, here's this great test. It's a self-assessment. And if the person scores above a certain level, then they probably are. Mm-hmm. And if they're not, and there's a range, right? There's a deviation. And my client took it and my client was like right on the edge. But my, when my client took it, they went, I think I need to see a therapist. So it was like, I think that was great coaching, right? They solved their own problem. Right. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, that's right. It wasn't your agenda. Well done. Um, I want to bring our next guest in. Keith Griffin is an ACC. So not unlike you, he's more towards the beginning of his career than at the end of his career as a coach. And he is an ADHD and executive function coach. I'm not sure what that is, but I think I need it. He's an advocate <laughs> of utilizing ADHD strengths. He's based in the Atlanta metro area, but his background is a little bit different than David, who was um, you know, pioneer in coaching. Keith has... Uh, a 20-year career in the IT field, uh, working in everything from software development to implementation. And he's got a lot of tech interests, and he works with a lot of people in the STEM careers. Do you know STEM? I don't. What does STEM mean? We'll find out. Uh, Let's bring to our microphone from his palatial mansion in the Atlanta metro area, Keith Griffin. Hello, sir. Hello. How are you today? We're doing well, thanks. You've got excellent sound quality and tone to your voice. You should be on a podcast. Uh, I should be on my own podcast more often than I am. I think the last time I recorded it was in November. That's criminal. What is that podcast and where do we find it? It is called This ADHD Life and you can find it, you know, as they say, anywhere finer podcasts are sold. So iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, wherever. Got it. Well, we're uh, delighted to welcome you to our microphones. We've just been speaking with David Gewerk. You probably heard that of the ADD Coach Academy. Um, I'm, I'm eager for Alex to get in here because you guys are kind of in the same, you know, tier of your coaching development as ACCs. Um, Alex, anything that you want to start with with Keith or you want me to take it? No, the, the thing, you know, I'll go back to what we were kind of touch on what we were talking about because I'd love to hear it from Keith from your perspective. Uh, you know, you came from IT. How did... It's not about how you got into coaching, but how did you get into, like, how did you separate traditional coaching from ADHD coaching, and how do you support people around that? Uh, Well, so I guess I got diagnosed with ADHD. That was the easy way. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) uh, You know, my story is kind of interesting. I didn't get diagnosed until later in life. Um, And uh, back in my 20s, I'd wanted to be a life coach. At the time, it was so new, and I didn't think there was a business model for me to coach the people I wanted to. Uh, In my early 40s, I was diagnosed with ADHD after 
really quitting my corporate job in a spectacular way. I mean, you've heard burning the bridge. I, I blew that bridge up. Um, so my exposure for coaching was to, uh, to go to ADHD coaching school, um, uh, because I knew that I wanted to work on myself, sort of do some self coaching, but I knew that, um, having put in so many coping mechanisms in my teens and twenties and thirties, uh, that it, it could be really cool to work with folks that have ADHD like myself, um, and, and get them to design and live a great life that they want. What's the thing that's different? And I don't know that you know the answer to this, but like what's the difference in the training or what you do with somebody that has ADHD versus somebody who doesn't? Well, you get a lot more education around what ADHD is and isn't and how it shows up for different people. Um, so everybody's ADHD is, is just a little bit different. Um, I, I don't struggle so much with finances. I've been working in Quicken since I was 19 years old. Um, the average ADHDer would look at me and question whether I have ADHD. It's just my ADHD shows up differently. And so that's, that's what you get taught in coaching school is, you know, you may know how your ADHD shows up and how to deal with it and coping mechanisms, et cetera. But there are whole other aspects of it you may have never considered because you haven't been living that particular form. So once somebody gets diagnosed with ADHD and maybe they decide, maybe I should get a coach, what's the next step look like? What is it? You know, it's, it's, from my understanding that you're not going to get rid of the ADHD. So what are you actually doing with your clients to support them to create the lives that they want to be living? Uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, Chris actually knows, uh, my mentor coach, a good, good friend of mine, a good friend of Chris is Jay Perry. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I always love what he starts with, with, which is curiosity and love. Like if you can start your coaching in that, that headspace, um, you're curious about the client, how their ADHD comes out to play, but you also come, come out with a place of love. And one of the things he said to me, uh, about a year and a half ago is there's no way I can disappoint him. And ever since, every coaching client at some point in the first few weeks gets the same speech. Like, you can't disappoint me. I'd rather you, you know, not go out and get arrested. But even if you do, you're not going to disappoint me. I'll coach you through it. Um, and so, so starting with that and then just creating an environment where you can help the person feel, the client feel understood and supported. That's what I say my number one job is. Um, I work with, you know, teenagers and adults. Uh, and for teens especially, it is so important for them to just have a space that they can feel understood. Uh, and I have to say, Alex, that, that it does help to have some personal experience with ADHD, whether a coach is diagnosed themselves or... I work with some great coaches that have, you know, had uh, ADHD in their family and dealt with it uh, in their kids' lives. Um, it's not a necessity, but the more that you can sort of in immerse yourself so that you can understand the client, uh, is that that's huge. That is absolutely uh, fundamental. I, I, I struggle with this because I don't know how I would – you know, I, I think that like Alex, you know, I look back at my career of coaching and I think, which of my clients did I miss that were either ADHD or, you know, had some sort of an issue that I either shouldn't have coached or um, could have coached better or could have referred out better. And, you know, that's certainly not productive. But I wonder if you, there's, we learned from David that there are some self rating scales in the world what's what's the way that you sort of determine whether or not you should be working with someone or would have coaches everywhere maybe determine whether or not they should be working with someone or refer them to an ADHD specialist there, there tends to be a common story that ADHDers will come come to us with. Uh, so, for example, uh, you know, I was the kid in elementary, junior high, and high school who always got Keith is not living up to his potential letters. Mm. Um, you know, now that I, I've been diagnosed, I realized that in high school, when I thought I was saying to the I was saying to the teacher, "No, nah, I just decided not to do my homework." It was really I couldn't do my homework, and and I was trying to take ownership of that. Um, 
So there's a common story there. There can be some social indications like, yeah, back in school, I always felt like I was behind my peers because ADHD does show up. The average teenager uh, will be two to five years emotionally behind the rest of their their classmates. And so that can obviously create some social awkwardness. Um, you can you know listen for signs of procrastination, poor planning skills. That's where we get into the executive functions that you mentioned. Uh, those are just a set of criteria and do not ask me to name every single one, but mm -hmm. they, they tend to encompass things like planning, emotional regulation, uh, time sensitivity. Uh, you know, time, time and sensitivity is another huge thing. It's, you know, either uh, I am constantly overestimating how much time something will take and not doing it because I get overwhelmed or I am underestimating how much time something will take and not getting any sleep. Uh, and so if you, if you hear that sort of commonality where your client is really overpacking their days, uh, that, you know, that, that might be an indication. Um, and if I can do another quick plug, that, that feels like I, every client I was just looking. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, yeah, you, yeah, you absolutely. Go. Um, well, the ADHD client doesn't necessarily come across and say, oh, it's all too much. They think, well, I should just be able to do this. This is all my fault. Like, why can't I, everybody else can do this in 24 hours a day. Um, but the quick plug is 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 I uh, I am on the board of the Attention Deficit Disorder Association and we have a self assessment as well. It's an online form. Uh, that's just at add.org and and so that's a good resource. Um, so you know I almost wonder I, I don't know I almost wonder if every coach ought to have someone do some form of a self assessment um, just to see because you know ADHD is being diagnosed more and more lately. Um, I'm asked all the time, why do I think it's being diagnosed more and more? And I don't have a clue. I'm not a doctor. Um, but it, it might be the standard pro standard part of an intake just to see if people have certain challenges over others. And, you know, really it's it's about if you add up to seven, let's say, then it's like, oh, you might want to go see whether or not you have ADHD. But if it's only three, eh, you know, maybe you should save your money. And we also live in a world where we're constantly being bombarded with, you know, information, tweets, beeps, blurbs, like everything is constantly pulling us in one way or another. So I think even for people that don't like maybe wouldn't diagnose or wouldn't be diagnosed. Our brain, our brains are you know being ripped in thirty seven directions versus you know fifty years ago there was like one or two things in front of us and that was it. So there might actually be some cool resources for people that don't have ADHD or some tools that actually would support everyone. I don't know if that's true. Is that is there something to that? I, I think so. And what, God, what a beautiful lead into a plug. Uh, <laughs> um, so the reason, like, I love my domain, this ADHD life, um, and it really was focused at ADHD years, but I, I've realized through the years that in a way we are all living an ADHD life. Uh, like you mm -hmm. said, our attention is, is uh, you know, split amongst many things. You know, we're sitting on the, the couch on our laptops on, you know, Reddit, checking email, talking with our spouse and binge watching Netflix. Um, and so I, I think yes. Uh, and so as I've evolved my content, um, you know, ev every time I've recorded a podcast or a video, uh, I've thought to myself, man, this this applies to everybody. This is just this is not just the ADHD or like anybody could follow this advice uh, and, and potentially find benefit from it. So I, I agree. What's the you have a well, I actually want to know what is it? So I can't say what it is. What is the Friday fives? <laughs> so <laughs> I have been trying to – there's a theme here. I've been trying to put together a newsletter for the past year or two. Um, and there's a guy at lawtrades.com that puts out a Thursday. He's like six things Thursday. And I love that format. And I thought, hey, I'm just going to try to put that out. But I don't want to do six things. I want to put it on a Friday. Um, so I'm going to call it the Friday Fives. And then I mentioned it to a friend of mine. He said, oh, so kind of like what Tim Ferriss does. Yeah. And I went – Oh, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. So what, so who, who would be like, why, who's the ideal person that needs to be on this Friday fives list? Like who is missing a part of their Fridays by not getting this list? Honest, honestly, I would say everybody. Um, because again, if you think about in terms of that, some percentage of what I'm writing about or speaking about is going to apply to a vast majority of the population. And the thing about that I love about the Friday Fives is it's designed to 
be a very quick read. It's five topics. You can glance at the headline of one and go, eh, I don't want to read about that. You can go to the next one and go, ah, yeah, that kind of looks interesting to me. I might want to pursue that. And so, you know, the Friday fives could, could take five seconds of time just to scan it and see whether something's of interest to you. Um, and chances are, there'll be something of interest, even if it's just one topic a week, um, that, that piques your interest or, you know, one link a week. Um, I, I mentioned last week that I'm reviewing a product that, uh, is meant to help parents, um, guide their children into more responsible screen time. And, you know, that's, that's an issue that is nationwide, if not worldwide. I mean, I admit, you know, Certainly not third world countries, but, you know, and this device is really meant to allow a parent to sort of force the locking away of their children's devices. Mm-hmm. Um, and so any parent might be interested in that if, if they face those kind of struggles. One of the things I, uh, I appreciate it and I pre- especially appreciate things. It seems like even even podcasts these days, right, the format is is long and we seem to be an increasingly intolerant society of long format anything, right? Real books and and multiple hours of something. Um, so thanks for doing that. Again, if you want more information or if you just want to check it out and subscribe, go to The Friday Fives, The Singular pri- Friday Singular fives plural.com the friday fives.com and check it out and subscribe i wanted to ask keith about the other end you know we've been talking and focusing most mostly on clients who have either adhd or adhd tendencies or you know might have adhd what about being a coach coming into the coaching industry with adhd what's it like to sit in a coach training or to be trained or mentored as a coach with adhd well, if you go to a school that specializes in ADHD, like David's, or there's a few different ones, um, it, the experience will be cool. You'll learn about your ADHD. They understand ADHD, and they will uh, approach training and feedback in an ADHD-friendly way. And then you get to the ICF, uh, which which I love, and I love uh, what the, I was on that webinar on Monday as well. I love love the direction they're going, uh, but just from my personal experience, I struggle with perfectionism. My first podcast title was "Perfect Is Impossible," and that was meant as a way to tell my brain that you will never make a perfect podcast. But if you think about what you're taught in terms of markers. Um, from the ICF, and I'm I'm actually about to try to level up to the PCC, and I'm scared as heck to to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you you throw perfectionism in, like you could be spending a coaching conversation, being like, "Am I hitting this? Am I doing this? Oh, wait a minute, no, I didn't secure the topic right at the first five minutes." And oh, wait, how are we going to measure progress and accountability? And you can actually get caught up in your own head trying to have the perfect coaching session and then not actually wind up serving your client. Um, at the same time, it can be disheartening. I have many uh, people that I know that have been to coaching school and then eventually give up on it, uh, either because uh, the the ICF can be kind of stringent. I mean, as ADHDers, we don't love following rules. We acknowledge why they exist, but it's not necessarily what we enjoy doing. Um, or uh, what I've personally found is every coach is an island, and so that can get daunting. You know, I'm lucky in that I've always been entrepreneurial and I have the IT background so I can build my website, do podcasts, I enjoy finances, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I think most coaches going to coaching school just want to get out and coach and then they find out, oh, wait, no, I have to do marketing and get clients and, oh, I need a website and business cards and what phone plan am I going to use? And that can just get so overwhelming for someone with ADHD. Um, and so I'm actually going to be starting to coach future coaches through some of that. Um, it's, it's nothing I'm ready to announce now, but I've realized for about the past year that having been through this journey, there's probably some, some help that I can offer to coaches because there are, I'm sure there are some great coaches out there that gave up uh, just because of the complexities that uh, maybe the average coach doesn't see as complex, but our ADHD mind seizes oh my god that's just overwhelming well when you start doing that i don't think anybody's ever going to say keith is not living up to his potential again (laughs) (laughs) well thank you i appreciate that you know it's i think that it's actually a really common what you're describing is is really common all the um 
you know, as somebody who's in, in their first five years, the, uh, I know a lot of coaches that are in, you know, their first one, two, three years. Uh, and I know some that are obviously beyond where I am, but I think all those things you're describing are, are common, like the, all the things I need to do, all the tools I need to get. And especially now we live in a place where it's like, do I get click funnels? Do I do this kind of website? How do I build my, my brand? And they're just not the things that existed very, you know, not that long ago when you, I'm, I'm curious about like tools specifically, are there tools that you use? Like, is, is there a tool that you could share with us that's really effective in working with somebody with ADHD or even somebody that you think maybe doesn't have ADHD, but is kind of scattered and looking all over and maybe can't make a decision or choose where to go? Well, you know, aside from the, the, the curiosity and love, I think intense presence um, and, and also not being afraid to – I'm going to say call someone out. That's a little too intense. Uh, but I, I found through through the years that there are a lot of coaches that won't say, well, OK, Nancy. I mean last week you said you wanted to do this, but now you want to do this. So what's changed? Um, and, and that can be key. Um that was, uh, I think it was earlier in the show, uh, yay, yay ADHD here, but you know, talk, when David was talking about that trip to France versus a trip to Hawaii, um, you know, we, we may verbally process things and need to be reminded of what we said last week, um, you know, or we just come up with a brand new plan. Like it's okay as a coach to say, well, you know, for the past nine months, we've been talking about that you were going to move to Southern California and try to get started in the acting industry. And now all of a sudden you want to be a JavaScript developer in Silicon Valley. What's changed? Um, so to, to bring an awareness to the fact that, you know, the ADHD mind is constantly having thoughts. At least most of us are all mentally hyperactive. I have probably 100 different uh, ideas a day. In my 20s, I had probably 50 different business ideas a day. I have over 150 domains wow. based on that. Keith, uh, um, I, sorry. Oh, I don't want to make the same mistake we did with David. Would you give us our parting thought or parting shot? Our time has flown by here. Yeah, I mean, so the truth about ADHD is all of us have brains full of potential. Um, and if you can help a client gain understanding of their, their brain, the clarity of purpose and how they're going to function best, that that's when they can actually be free to design a life that they really want, like not what they should want, but what they really want, and then they can live it. Great. Keith, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for being with us the entire time. That's Keith Griffin. You can find him by going to thisadhdlife.com. Yeah, it's on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, social media, all of it. This ADHD Life. You can also subscribe to the Friday Five. That is Alex Ternoble. You can find him at thedreammason.com. And this is The Coaching Show. We will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the coaches training program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. Hi, Scale Listener. This is David Finkel, co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business. I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and to encourage you to get your copy. The book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back. Scale will help you work less by getting your business to produce more. Get your copy online or at your local bookseller. For more information, visit us online at scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. 